You are listening to Born to Create, a podcast that celebrates the richness of free thinking through creativity, entrepreneurship, and the advancement of the Madison community. It's hosted by yours truly, Richard Jones Jr. and Carla Williams, and it's sponsored by Ali Arranged Media. Check it out. You're listening to Born to Create podcast with Carla Williams and Richard Jones Jr. Today we have one of Oddly Arranged Media's own, our head engineer, Marcus Porter. What's up, MP? What's going on? Um, yo, I'm just glad to be here. Yo, we glad to have you, fam. We so glad to have you. All right. Um, so you do a lot of different stuff, right? You are an artist, an engineer. Right, like you a believer, you a family man. We kind of want to hear about a little bit of it all today, right? Um, but let's start with music. Uh, so tell us a little bit about your musical journey. What brings Marcus Porter uh, to music? Uh, music, musical journey, yo. That's it's been a it's been a wild one. Um, pretty amazing though. Um, when it comes music musically, um, a lot of the gifting. Like I said, I uh, comes from I believe God, but then my parents, my dad used to DJ, um, mom did some drum chord things. So like, yo, it, it, as as much as, as weird as that sounds, like yo, a lot of that has to do with rhythm. So, um, and then violin, I played that from third to sixth grade. Yeah, strings, good old strings program, um, <laughs> and then I've always just written poetry. Um, I didn't think it was the best all the time, but I enjoyed it. But then just it de- it developed into music in middle school as well, and then just started running with it. For sure, for sure. Oh. I wanted to ask, what was your what's your first memory of you actually having your poetry and turning it into music, and it being something you wanted to share or something you were proud of? Ooh, um, really starting to share music. I didn't start doing that until. I was out of high school, so my freshman year of college, um, I went to Alabama State for a year, and they had a talent show, and I really got involved into doing it like that. Okay, okay. So you waited till you left to start sharing. Yeah, I mean it was out, but it wasn't like I wasn't trying to really, really share. Okay, that makes sense. So the question I wanted to ask you was definitely about, like, when did you start taking yourself seriously as a musician, right? Was it around that time or was it another time? I feel like I've always was supposed to do it. So I just always believed. I just more so needed pushes in certain parts of my life, in certain ages of life where it's like, all right, you can really do this, so why are you not fully intrigued into it? Why haven't you taken that dive into it? Like... I, I even want to say this year is probably the most that I've been super, like, creative with it and wanted to take it way more important. Why? Because it's important um, as an artist, as a musician, like, to understand if you're going to create something for other people, including yourself, then you need to understand that you need to be as on point as possible. Like, there's there's no reason. Like, if, you, if I'm going to create... Why create haphazardly instead of full-on, like, give you everything? So, and I've always been one of those people that want to share my experience, and music and art is the best way. So, one thing about the music that I've heard so far from you is that, like, it's very intimate. Like, I feel like you're very willing to tell stories or go into detail about your personal life and experiences. 
what gives you the space or the willingness to share those experiences publicly? Um, I'm at this point where it's like, I, I guess I've been there always is what's the point of hiding yourself? Like, I want to change the land, landscape of how people are seen as stars and like influencers. It's like, yeah, they want to live privately, but like if their life's already public, why just let like, why not let them just live? Why not let them be who they are? So I'll just invite people in and be like, yo, this is me as a person. You want to know? So like if I ever blow up, it's like, yo, you don't, you've never not getting to see who I am. You've never not getting to see the journey that's been taken. When you listen to artists or other people, like, is there anyone that expi- inspires you or makes you be like, oh, I really heard that and I want to try that out or I want to try out this cadence or this style of rapping or anything like that? Um, that's, that's a loaded question because I listen, I pull from a lot of genres. Um, rap, though, um, I always come back to, um, I always come back to Cole. I always come back to Kanye. Um, a Kendrick, um, even even more underground artists. I listen to this guy named um, what is his name? Uh, Kemba. Um, he's got some of the most fire cadences you can you could ever hear. Um, Katori Walker. Um, and then if I go outside of genres, I listen to people. Um, listen to this people called uh, this group called Boy. It's a girl group called Boy. Crazy, <laughs> super dope. Um, I listen to Fallout Boy. Um, listen to a lot of things, a lot, of, a lot of different pieces. So since you're very eclectic, right? I'm assuming that it's hard to pick a favorite song just of all time. Um, so if you do have one, <laughs> I definitely love to hear what your favorite song of all time is. And if you don't, what's your favorite song of today or like this evening? Um, I do not have a favorite song of all time. You are correct, cause it's yeah, just, it's, it's just <laughs> too hard. It's just too hard. Um, recently, favorite song of all time, or not all time, but as of right now, um, is by this group called. Let me, matter of fact, let me just look it up. I was just listening to it. Fact check. But um, the song I've been listening to is called "Back from Normal." Um, or Break from Normal, excuse me, and it's by this group called uh, Planet Jizza, and they're featuring Mick Jenkins. Oh, I got to check that out. Mick Jenkins is a beast. Yeah. I got to hear that. Um, the album's called Added Sugar. It's actually pretty dope. I'm going to have to so. peep that. So, so you you know, we're talking about, like, sharing your story, being transparent in music, also just, like, being eclectic. Uh, I want to ask about your music, right? Um, what, if you had to pick, like, some of the, like, the realest songs you ever wrote, right, what would those songs be? Um, Blue Light, so Tell It All, Easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, on the new project, um, Leg is a song called Legacy. Legacy, Legacy. Um, Hero. Hero is actually really personal, even though it seems like it's a really super poppy, boppy type thing. It's actually really personal. Right. Um... And I got another song called Born Black. That's That'll be out. And then, shoot, anything we work on, I actually am super honest on. Yeah, that's true. That's so, true. Yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> that's super true. Are there any influences, like with current state of affairs in the world, that are influencing your music or this current project? Um, I mean, I've always been about the people as well in music. So, like, black liberation, most definitely. And then just everyone being... Um, treated fairly, properly, everyone getting the same chances, same opportunities. 
Um, so basically, yeah, the, the the world as it is now, I'm I definitely pull a lot from the world. So and then mental health. So. So our last guest, she had like these gems about mental health and just trying to find ways to support each other in the community. Do you have any gems for people listening about mental health? Um, honestly, it, be honest about it. Like if you're struggling, yeah. like. Talk about it. Don't don't make it a sob story. Don't make like get it. Granted, some of them are. So I'm not trying to say like you shouldn't be, but like if you know like that you're dealing with like say like me, I deal with depression. I know a lot of people deal with it. I'm gonna tell you about them. Tell you like yo, this is what I'm dealing with. Um, so it's not always a good day, but like let me let me. I'm gonna let you know how I feel. So let people know how you feel. Um, and then just take. Take days like don't take don't take a day as a day. Take it in moments, because um, time is time is with us, and it's always it's against us as well. Time can swallow you up, man. Yeah, yeah I know what you're talking about. So like don't don't let time don't let time consume your life. You move to your own schedule. So I'm with that. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. So. um do you feel like um, being an artist um, helps you with your mental wellness? Oh yeah, therapy at its at its finest point. Okay, okay. In what ways? Like, can you elaborate yes, on that? Definitely going to ask I mean, that good one. Yeah. Um, so, like for me, I'll, I'll talk about some of the things I deal with in music. So, like, definitely, like I said, depression, mental health, like um, things that took a toll in the reason why I am how I am, like. Um, even even just life like there's there's a song that I'm working on where it's like I t- I, ha- I come to this realization that my grandfather my grandfather's gonna die my grandma's gonna die my mom's gonna die but it's like I get it but it's like I still don't want I said don't want my grandma to die don't want my papa to go don't think about mama no writing this song as I cry and I really was right like as I was writing it I was really crying because it was like mm. it's personal it's it's like. Yeah, yeah. Yo, I really appreciate. So you know, I've been I've been an MP fan for a long time. Um, been working with Marcus for uh, over a decade now. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've been together for like a decade, homie. A very long time. Uh, So I've gotten to like listen to a lot of music, and because you are telling your story, right? Your music is growing with you, right? And what you were just talking about, like, is very very relatable. You know, we are getting to that age that's like the quote-unquote midlife crisis you know what i'm saying uh, where our parents are getting older if we still got grandparents they're definitely getting older and uh life is changing for us right um we're becoming that age where um we're the folks that are being looked up to now you know yeah. what i'm saying like um we're it you know what i'm saying as we are slowly creeping we're, into our 30s as a collective we're in the prime <laughs> like it's the prime it's the it's the it's the start of what can really supposed to be something yeah man and what you were just talking about like the whole the whole idea of like parents passing and grandparents passing you know like um my grandparents both uh both of my grandmothers uh turned 80 last year right um so i am blessed to have two 80 year old grandmothers right and for the most shout out to them right Right. still in great health still in their right mind but like yo that fear consistently haunts me you know what i'm saying like like I don't have enough time, you know, and so um, I love to hear that your music consistently grows as you grow, right? I think that means you will never, you'll never lose it, you know what I'm saying? Because it's you. Yeah, 
Also, I want to piggyback off of what Richard was saying about like something growing and evolving. You said that in the beginning of your career, you were shy and like it was something you weren't really ready to put out publicly or maybe I'm putting words in your mouth by saying shy. Nah, you right. <laughs> intro, I'm, intro, I'm introverted <laughs> by nature. Like So then like and then now just like hearing how you speak about your career and about your work, there's more confidence to you. What do you think was the, the change or the shift? Um. It's a, it's a lot of a lot of few. That's how I know it's a lot going on. Um, it's it's a lot of moments that have been there. Like working working with Richard, working with Ricky. Like it, it's um, we had a conversation, shoot, <laughs> some years ago, and it was like, and it was more so about how I rap, and I was like, but it was like it wasn't it wasn't where he was like judging me or like trying to make me see like I, what I was doing wasn't working. It was like. Yo, I see this, and he was giving me advice, and I told him like, "Yo, I, I get where you're coming from, but like, people gonna like it or people not gonna like it." And it was one of those conversations. Uh, yeah, yo, that was when I knew we was about to work together. So let me tell you. So we, uh, I hit him up. He had just like put some music out or something. I was like, "Yo, like, I like where this is going, but like, why you don't rhyme like this? Like, you choose not to rhyme in certain lines. Like, I just don't get it. Like, there's, I, I feel like if you stay to this, this, and this, he would, you know, like, it, it could do this. And he was like, yeah, I appreciate what you're saying. Like, I hear you, and I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And we're going to leave it at that. Then I put some music out, and he did something similar. And I was like, all right, so clearly this is an iron sharpen iron type situation. So clearly we're going to be in it for yeah. a while. <laughs> yeah, it was never one of those, like, I, t- I take anything personal unless I feel like you attacking me. And nine times out of ten, people aren't attacking me. Um, what flipped from even if you listen from hero to what I'm gonna drop and what we've been working on, it was another conversation I had where they was like the person I was talking to. Shout out, um, my man's Willie, right? Hey, two yeah. shout outs, two episodes in a row. Like, <laughs> yeah, man, he, hey, he's a smart man, um, but also honest. And he was like, he was like, you can rap, you nice, but like, he was like, he was like, you Dwight Howard. And, and and it wasn't and, he, and again it wasn't in a way of that was disrespectful. He right. was like he was like you Dwight Howard. He was like people know you can hoop. People have seen it. You you rap. You nice, but like you don't take it serious because it's always with a smile. All right, I get it. So that was like all right, cool. So then the very sec I wrote a song called Black Blood. Uh, said when I said I'm Dwight when I rap. Superman on track. I'll be yay to my city without losing my cap. Like. That was like, yo, that's the next. It was a, it was just another push. So it was like, so conversations that I have with people because I want honesty. I want the opinions of, of the people I know. Um, I don't need yeses. I need like, yo, I like this. I relate to this. This, this is that. Like at the end of the day, I'm still put it out because it's me. But like, I need to know like, are you really understanding where I'm coming from? Do you really get who I am? So where do you want your career to go? I mean, everyone has an idea of, of like perfect world, what you want for yourself. But I feel like right now you're li- like your words and what you're saying, you live very much so in reality. So what is it that you see right now that you want for yourself? Like when you rap, when you get in the booth, what is the purpose behind it for you? Um, and you're right. I do live in reality. I live in reality, but I also live in like a fantasy world where it's like for me, if I make it success, you know, whatever. I don't care to be a superstar. If that's the lane that's there, cool. I want to make music where it's like, like I said, to change the landscape of that. Um, if people think I'm famous, cool. I just want to make sure that my family's well off. Um, I don't have to worry about 
bills like personally, but if I had the the major influence, trying to get rid of money. But that's a whole different conversation, a whole nother world. So I can dig it. Yo, so we've been referencing projects a lot. Um I would love to hear about like the project um in the past um that has changed you and shaped you or like kinda kinda shifted you to to being in this trajectory that you're on now. Like from that I worked on or like Yes, yes, your own projects. Um so there's a project that came out a long time ago that it started it it was um it's still on SoundCloud surprisingly. Haven't taken it down. Forget the name of it. Are we talking about Untamed? No. Okay. It was after Untamed. It was right after Untamed. It was like two years after Untamed. Because it's right when I started school at Madison Media. And I cannot, the name of it is Dreamer's Ambition. Okay. There we go. There we go. um, Ambition, Ambition was like, Ambition was a prequel. It was like a super, super prequel to where I was headed. To where I'm at now um, And then Dreamer's Ambition It was like Alright I'm still figuring it out And then Blue Light Special came about And this was at the same time I'm going to school for music um, Well for engineering And I was just trying to figure out Who I wanted to be Or like who I wanted to be And portray as Myself on the track And it was like I can't be anything but who I am So that's when I started saying, yo, I'm going to just write what I feel, who I am as a person. I'm going to um, tell it all. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then um, with that coming out, I was like, yo, I'm cool with that. But, like, there was more that I still needed to make because I felt like I didn't say everything. And then we did, uh, what do we work on Christmas Eve? Uh, lack of vision. Lack of vision. We did lack of vision. And we and you could just see like it started like the it started to form it started to really take its piece and then um, I dropped Black Magic and when I dropped Black Magic yo it was like yo this is this is where I need to be yo you got everybody was on notice after Black Magic people really started paying attention for real for real after that like that was crazy to watch yeah Black Black Magic was fun appreciate you for the drums because there was no way I was gonna do none of that like. <laughs> So, how did you end up going to school for music? Um, so, I, I, like I said, always being in music, being in school. Um, I went south first. I went to Alabama State, um, which was dope. Got involved in this thing called Mesa. Um, so, I was trying to do uh, music down there. Um, didn't work out too well, more so because of paperwork. Um, so, transferred to Oshkosh for communications. Was there for a couple years, didn't like it, and then I just came back home. And oddly enough, um, I met, uh, you know Godzilla. Mm-hmm. So I First met Godzilla. Time. We were playing, uh, it was just through some open gym stuff. And we were talking about music, and he, like, got my information. And next you know, I'm getting a call from the school, this, that, and the other to come in. Um, and I went and visited, and... I enjoyed, like, I liked what I saw. I enjoyed it. So I was like, yo, this is what I want to do. Like, I've always wanted to work in music in my own career. But, like, yeah. And then there wasn't studios around here, low-key. True. Think about how many studios. Studios have popped up now since 
I started school. And so many people from MMI have went and like started their own studio since then. Yeah, so. And so just for people who are listening who are not aware of these terms, what is MISA and what is MMI? Uh, MISA is, I don't even remember what MISA is. That, it was over like 10 years ago. So what is it though? Oh, it was like it was like a music club. Like a, um, a, it was on campus at Alabama State. Um, Alabama State is the HBCU as well. So shout out to HBCUs. Um, but it was it was a club like a music club of people who are just like wanted to be like either like uh, artists, managers, producers, uh, engineers, everything. I met Bob through that. It's actually dope. Like before he was Bobby Ray. Yeah, yeah. And MMI is Madison Media Institute, which is a no longer open. RIP. It's Man. a college for. Engineering, music, art, um, digital arts in general. Like yeah. you can do photo, not yeah, photography, uh, video editing. Uh, you can even get you could have got your uh, music entertainment degree. Uh, like I said, engineering. It was it was everything, everything. So when you went to Madison Media Institute, um, what were some gems that you pulled from there? Right, because we were talking about like pulling from YouTube. You know, you can learn from other people. But what were some things you learned there that you wouldn't have gotten otherwise? Um, just the instructor, the the instructors, they were dope. Um, and they more so taught like less is more. It's like you don't need extra plugins, but you also got to understand you got to work. You got to understand how excuse me your equipment works and what you're really working with. Like, yeah, you can put it on, but and set it to a certain thing, but like then what? Like, so the same things you yell at me about Yeah pretty much <laughs> Pretty much Like um, And just being patient Like yeah you can rush through things And it's, it, it can be cool But it's not always gonna sound the greatest um, And just Just understand who you are Like musically what you want Understand what you want So stepping away from Marcus the artist I would like to know Like you have Like you talked about legacy earlier like, how would you, what, what is something about you that you want to be remembered as? Like, what is it about you that you feel like, beyond music, beyond the artist, what is it about Marcus that you want to be remembered? Um, yeah, it's legacy. Um, I just, I just want people to know, like, and when they think about me, it's like, yo, he was really about the, about people. He was really about helping others. He was really about trying to make this world a better place. Like, that's really all I want. I don't, I don't have time for, like, the glitz and the glamour. Like, it's cool, but, like, if we're going to be real about it, let's be real about what the world looks like and change it. So. And what does that mean? Like, when you talk about the world being changed, what are some things you want to see changed? Um, like I said, I don't feel like, I feel like there shouldn't be homeless people. I feel like, there shouldn't be people oppressed by systems, especially people who look just like me. Um, I don't feel like anyone should have to deal with being hungry. I don't feel like people should have to deal with like everyday having to have everyday basic necessities. Like, why do we have to pay for water? Why do we have to pay for land that we already live on? Like, that's a, that's a whole that's a whole thing. Also, I was wondering, like earlier, Richard said that you're like a family man. So what does that mean for you? Um, I mean, right now I don't have a family of my own, but I definitely want to be a family man. I definitely want to, to have kids. 
Um, I'm not single. I'll answer that question right now. Get that out the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so yeah, I just, like I wrote a song, Blue Light Special. One of the projects is like I wrote it. I wrote it to my family. Like I don't even. I didn't even have this family. I just wrote it to the future. Like it's a letter. Like if I were to ever pass before they got here, yo, this this is who I was. This is this is who your dad was gonna be. This is who your dad was like. Well, I think so. as a as a family man, right? That's not necessarily like well, yeah, um, directed to like your kids, right? It's just like your your love and dedication to your family, right? Like you got your moms, right? You got your grandparents, you got your sister, right? Um, so I I guess I would love to hear about that as well. And That's the right. family you create too. I mean, family isn't just like by blood. That's, That's true. Um, and then I guess the love for my family has been an interesting one from from my perspective. Um, just growing up, I wasn't always. I've all again. I've always been the quiet one. So, like my family, like I was close to my family. I'm more so close to my grandma. Like she's the one that I've. Like I go to war for my grandma. At at the end of the day, um, I didn't really live. Like I lived with my mom until the age of thirteen, twelve, thirteen, um, before I started high school, um, and then dad wasn't around. So like. Having having the the natural love that you would have towards a mother that you would have towards people like that it was a little weird for me at first because it's like yeah I had you for twelve years of my life but like twelve thirteen years but then it's like high school hit like yeah you was there but like I didn't really ask you for much then went to college like still wasn't asking for as much but like still needed things so then like I want to say within the last. Like, 10 years, not even, last eight, I've really started to understand, like, yo, I got it, like, that my mom actually did love me. And it wasn't a, uh, it was it was, it was was a resentment, but it wasn't a resentment of not being loved. It was a resentment of not understanding. Like, she allowed me to grow into who I am. But, like, I could have always went to her, and I didn't think I understood that, so... Also, I wanted to, like, follow up with that and, like, ask you, for you saying, like, you didn't really have that relationship with your dad and you had a struggled relationship with your mother, who were influences in your life or who motivated you to be this Marcus Porter? Um, My uncle, uh, my uncle Michael. Uh, I spent a lot of time with him. My auntie, uh, Drina, I stayed with her a lot. Um, And then I was involved in church a lot, so a lot of the, the people there, um, I f- like and just having the faith and just understanding like I may feel alone, but I'm not alone. So most deaf, most deaf. So um, like even our friendship here, like you've seen it. Like that's my brother. That's yeah. my brother. Gonna be shoulder to shoulder when it's time for us to walk down the aisle. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so you you know you were just talking about your childhood, right? And um, different things that you got in. Uh, might not have gotten, um, you know, when you were growing up, right? What is one thing that you got growing up that you really want to make sure you also give to your kids? And then what's thing? What's one thing you didn't get that you would love and are eager to give to your kids? Um, I want my kids to have just independence, like uh, a chance for them to, to, to pick the things that they want to do. I don't want them to feel like, I'm forcing them to do something. Like, if you take an interest in it, then I'm going to hold you accountable to it. But 
Like I just want them to have that freedom. Um, and I guess that's for you said that something that I want them to have. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was the other part of it? Well, it was like it was like something that you got in your upbringing um, that you want to pass down, to something that you didn't that you want to give them. Yeah. So the independence—that's definitely what I got as well. Um, and then something that I didn't get. I just want man, like, like, for lack of better words, like love, like. I really want to want them to understand. Like, I love them no matter what. Like, they do some terrible things, then I'm gonna still love you, but you gotta go to jail. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, my dad told me that he's like, yo, I love you, but if you go to jail, I'm gonna let you sit there. Mind you, my dad is a lawyer and uh, you know, what I'm saying a public defender, right? It's his job yeah. to get people out. <laughs> I tried so hard not to laugh at that when you said that because I'm like, ain't your dad a lawyer he though? He's a lawyer and one of the best in the state, been one of the best in the state my entire life. And he still was not gonna get me out. He don't care. <laughs> Shout out to him though. <laughs> That's part of that independence, right? It gotta yeah. come with accountability. Also, like, what's something that you want to give to future generations, like, through your craft or just through who you are as a person? Because, I mean, I know when I listen to music, sometimes it can be therapeutic. Sometimes it can be a space to just feel happier, lift my spirits or whatever. So what is it that's something that you want to give to the next generation of artists or to the next generation of people that are coming after you, whether it be your kids or whether it be a friend or a family or an upcoming artist? Um like you said, just just that relatable, like, understanding that you can write like this, you can be this person and still, excuse me, you can still chase your dreams, you can still be a difference maker in this world. Everyone's a difference maker whether they want to believe it or not. Like, your your life matters no matter how hard, no matter how hard it's been. Like, some people have come, came from the slum of the slums and, and have changed the world, so... Uh, and that's what I want to put in my craft, like, to others. Are there people that you want to shout out or people that you want to make sure you especially acknowledge from your career or whether it just being your personal life? As cliche it is, as it is, it's just everyone. Like, anyone who, who tunes in to listen, yo, shout out to you because it's appreciated. Like, you don't have to waste your time listening. Um, and I wouldn't even say waste your time. Terrible choice in words. Um <laughs> <laughs> um, shout out to my mom, my grandma, my grandpa, my girlfriend, um, Willie Wright. You know he got the shout out earlier. Y'all too, Carla and Richard. You know that's what's up. That's anyway. what's up. Um, so usually we ask uh, also as well. Like, is there like somebody you think we should have on the podcast? But I think you've made your your point. Uh, very very clear that Willie Wright should probably be that person. Yeah, I, I mean, there's plenty of people I could point you to. Oh, well, go ahead and say. add more to the list. I was gonna say, of course, you know, you know, we got Mister One of Many down the hallway. We got Breon. Um, He's already on the list. Uh, already on the list. Yeah, yeah. Alwyn Foster. Oh yeah, fair, fair, fair. Um, that's the man's. Um, yeah, this is on spot. There's, there's, there's a lot of people. I, I could list so many, so many. People. That's fair. You can give them to them. All, you know, you can give them to us offline. It's not oh, so like yeah. you, know, you work here. You know, yeah, between <laughs> between artists and between just people in the city doing things. Like there's, there's any and everyone. 
So we're releasing this around the time of the release of two of your upcoming projects. Can you tell us more about them? Um, yeah. So I got a project with Richard coming out. Um, the name is to be announced because, yeah, I'm just that type of person. That's dang near the name now. To be announced. Yeah, to be announced. <laughs> the thing is, is that I have another project and there's no name for it either. Um, but sometimes the, quality doesn't need a name. It that, just that's the project. That's fair. The, the, that's the, the name. That's the name of that project. <laughs> that's fair. The project that Richard and I have is four songs. Um, all pretty dope. Um, I enjoy each and every one of them because they all came about naturally. Like we in here like from twelve to like four a.m. just working. Grinding um, out From scratch That's the craziest part um, And they're probably Some of my best songs um, And then the other project I have I have no name for it either But that's 10 songs um, All produced by me Did I give you anything To produce? Nope. I don't think I don't know I don't think I'm on any I think you produced All of that Yeah, yeah. I'm not on any so, of that And that'll be out In either March or May so just to be clear, you're a producer, you're the rapper, and you're the sound designer? Yeah, the engineer too. Engineer. All. Yep. All right. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure we were clear on that. Go ahead yeah. on then. Um, Show out. But both projects are really special. Um, I think people will enjoy them. I have the single coming soon. I. It's not for, it's for the 10-song project, but like. There'll be a lot of things coming. Like, there's just gonna be a lot of music coming this year. Like, I don't, I don't know how to put it into words. I'm excited because took a whole year away. So right. So you don't know the names of the projects, but you do know the names of the singles. Yes. Can you tell us those? Are you at liberty? Are you ready to talk about those publicly? Um, the single from Richard and I project, Richard and I's project is uh, speaking with love. Even though we went back and forth between a couple of them. <laughs> um, that's actually a really good song. It's a love song, um, but it's not one of those cliche cheesy love songs. Um, and then the other song is called "Sue for the Soul," um, and that it, it, it's just one of my favorite songs. And I the people actually picked that because um, I had a a vote a contest between two songs, and that song won by one vote. And both of those singles will be coming out February, correct? What it's looking like, yes. Okay, which cool. I'm cool with. So y'all get two. Y'all get two singles. Cool, cool. Um, so I wanted to ask a question. Um, so you're an artist, right? Um, and you make music. You produce music. Um, you also engineer music, right, for yourself, for your friends. But you also do it professionally. And so I just wanted to ask, kind of. How do you manage the two, right? Is it easy to manage the two? Is it difficult to wear multiple hats? Um, how does that work for you? Um, well, I like to say I'm a jack of all trades, but master of none. Um, I I don't think it's it's hard. It's hard when people don't want to take the time to understand what it really takes to become a, a artist. Um, because for one, like I take my crap serious as an artist. So like as an engineer, when I switch to that cap, because I have to be that for other people, it's like, yo, as an artist, I, I would do it like this, but not like try to take over, but like still show them like, 
if you do this like this, it'll make it a lot easier for you. Like even even just breathing. Um, as an engineer, I have to teach people don't read down like from their phone because it sounds really weird. But like if you keep yourself face up and your breath, like you can rap. You, like some people try to rap really fast and then it. They have to stop and be like, yo, I need to punch in. And it's like, well, if you held your head up. Right, you get some you, more of that you, diaphragm. You get a lot, exactly. You get a lot more air in you. You get a lot, it's a lot easier. So then you're also coaching, right? Why are you engineering? You're doing a little yeah. bit of coaching. It's, 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 it's fun. It's fun. It's a headache some days, um, which is why I don't do it every day. I have it spaced out because trying to work with someone every day and then do my own thing, like, it gets hard. Time gets crunched. And so I said, like we said, time can swallow you up. It really can. For sure. Well, I wanted to I wanted to bring that up and, you know, let people know that you are engineer for a list of reasons. Uh, so you are um, clearly and without a doubt uh, one of the best engineers in the city. Um, not because I'm biased, but because I've literally heard it from a long list of other people. <laughs> so I wanted to make sure that uh, we did make that plug. Uh, for one, for you, you know, um, as an engineer as well. Uh, two, this podcast is uh, sponsored by Oddly Arranged Media, and you are engineered with Oddly Arranged Media, so I feel like we needed to make that plug. And three, whenever we have guests on, when possible, uh, we definitely want to make sure that we support them um, in their creativity, right? And so I wanted to let you know um, that what we're going to do is we are going to buy studio time for some folks. Um, <laughs> we're going to buy some studio time for some people, let them come in um, and, and spend some time with the best engineer in the city. How you feel about that? I'm I'm cool with that. Did you, you know the numbers? Do we have an official? Or are we just? Is there a requirement? Like, do you have to be? Do you have to have music already out? Can you be an up and coming artist? What's the requirements for this? Like, is it just like, do I have to already know Marcus? Like, um, that's a good question. I think we should put that up in in the social media posts At so we think can make about it. <laughs> right, but once you get studio time, like our motto is, you paying for the time, um, or I guess technically we'll be paying for that time. But like your time is your time, right? How you spend your time, if you prepare for your time, cool. If you're using your time time to explore cool if you win this time and like give it to your your best friend or your partner who do music then cool you know what i'm saying your time exactly. is your time marcus do you have advice for someone who's coming in who would win this studio time please don't come in freestyling <laughs> please <laughs> like take take it serious like even even if you write just a little bit i i'd rather you come in with a little bit prepared as to nothing because Coming up, like, coming unprepared, coming with nothing. And it's like, t imagine taking a test like you ain't study for. And you just think you're going to go in there and just ace it. And then you look at the paper and be like, I don't know none of this. That's fair. And for, for, for folks who are winning in studio time, you got two hours, okay? You better make sure you do with those two hours. You decide how your time is being spent. <laughs> it's been great having you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for stopping by. Thanks, Marcus. Um, oh, yeah, no problem. We want to leave with asking you one final question. We're trying to make it a habit of asking all of our guests this question. Um, what does creativity mean to you? Mm. What does creativity mean to me? Um, creativity to me is not being bound in a box, not being set to a standard um, that other people deem achievable. Like, creativity is creativity. Like, 
people know the difference between good art and bad art. I'm not saying don't come out here. Like, when you're creative, understand, like, what you create is for you. But it's not for everybody. But at the same time, if it does go big, then a lot of people more than likely agree it's good. If it does flop, then a lot of people agree that it's not good. But don't let that stop your creativity either. Cool. I liked it. Yeah, that's a great way to close it. All right. This is the Born to Create podcast sponsored by Ali Arranged Media. Our guest today has been Marcus Porter, and he was born to create. We'll see y'all next time. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Born to Create. We're your hosts, Carla Williams and Richard Jones Jr. If you know of someone in the Madison community that should be featured on the show, send us an email at oddlyarranged at gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe to Oddly Arranged Media on all social media platforms to stay up to date on all things Born to Create. Thank you for listening and see you next time.